So, um, so I am Alan Kirkpatrick. I'm filling in for Dave today. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. If a little overwhelming. Because um, <laughs> I'm not really trained to do this. You just kind of do what you feel like is like what God's doing, which makes it more fun. Amen. Because we can't mess up like as we were worshiping. You know what I mean? Like sometimes I think it's easy to think the guy standing up here or the woman standing up here knows what they're doing, knows everything, has it all figured out. No. You just have a little something to give, right? And every week it's something new. The Lord is just faithful to give it and give it and give it. And it's, it really is, you know, it's exciting. So let's just get through that. I always forget to do the announcements. Um, this Wednesday... Um, at 7 o'clock, we're having our per, uh, prayer and worship night here, our Halloween night worship jamboree, I guess. Um, kids, I guess there's a thing for the kids, too. Yes? At 6.30? Okay. So people that have kids know that, like, right? <laughs> and so um, and we're just going to have a worship time. It's kind of like, you know, we have a prayer meeting every Wednesday, which I encourage you all to come out to it's really um it's such a blessing um because it's a way to be a little more intimate we can just pray over individual things that maybe that's going on in your life and I'm, i've actually been at some prayer meetings where we just pray for one person it's okay it's all about just praying for what's needed so um but this wednesday is going to be kind of like a um dave dave's calling it pushing back the darkness kind of like you know because that is halloween to kind of establish in the town uh, a beacon of, like, whether anybody here sees it or not. I mean, God knows, and in the spirit realm, you know, we battle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities, amen? So it's not about showing people that, you know, Halloween is, I mean, you know, you can be facing the wrong way, you, know, you can be following the wrong kingdom, amen? And so, but establishing, we're here to establish the kingdom here. And just to declare God's goodness. Amen. And just to worship Him. So please come out on uh, Wednesday. Um, yeah, I know it's going to be great. Um, then uh, I guess the women's ministry, Thursday, November 8th, um, is, you know, not this coming week, but the week after at 6.30. And we need to see Millie for details, apparently. Uh, she's getting married Saturday. She's getting married Saturday? Yeah, oh, I thought it already happened. Um, <laughs> sorry. I mean, they come in like they're already married. Amen. Amen. So, I don't know. <laughs> so, well, see Millie regardless. Um, Women's Community Fellowship every other Tuesday at 7.15. Is that this Tuesday? Um, it is this Tuesday. Okay. At the Starbucks near the Neshaminy Mall. And we can see Michelle for details. Michelle is not here either. But... Oh, you can see Jess. See Jess. <laughs> Amen. 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 So um, I think that's all we have. Um, unfortunately, for some reason, the bulletins weren't printed up today, so we're just going to go with it. Amen. Joy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Millie's been sick all week, so if you don't have to call her because she can't talk. She's still oh, okay. She needs her voice back to say I do. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hey, man, I'll take a thumbs up. Amen. Amen. Why don't we pray for Millie right now? I love corporate prayer. It's so fun. So, because um, it's so, it's so accessible all the time. Amen. We just pray because we're all together here in one heart. 
So Lord, we just lift up Billy to you. We just declare healing over her today. Lord, right now that her voice, Lord, would be restored and that all sickness would go in Jesus' name. Lord, we bless Billy and John. We bless their marriage. We bless their union, Lord. We pray your covering and your blessing over them, Lord. That you would you would um, come into their lives even right now, and Lord, to start to reveal the things that you're doing in their lives, Lord, and, and um, bless them. Reveal your blessing. Amen? Amen? Amen, church. Amen. That's awesome. Thank you. That's awesome. The power of prayers. I mean, that's a whole other sermon. We can go. <laughs> um, oh, right. We need to do the offering, which I always forget. So, <laughs> so um, oh, well, while we're talking about it, <laughs> Bill is not here this morning because I guess there's a problem with the sump pump at his house. Um, and so they're, they're kind of dealing with that, and, you know. That could be, it could be a big deal, right? It could yeah. kind of be overwhelming. Yeah. So why don't we, you want to pray for Bill? Why don't you lead the prayer? Okay. All right, well, the first thing I want to say is, uh, it's tough to get up here when Bill's not around. It's like a mini sermon. Amen. So I was back in the bell, things I was going to say, and this and that. And then uh, when Alan mentioned, uh, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers, darkness and spiritual wickedness. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. uh, and I was thinking about my own life. That scripture came in my mind this week because, uh, you know, all of us deal with, uh, I call them Goliaths, things in your life that, that, that you know, come against you. And uh, it just seems like, uh, for me, the way we, we have to react, or I mean, uh, respond rather than react. You know, and it, it seems like you just keep going around the mountain until you get that right. You know, God just Amen. keeps bringing those things Amen. to hit you. And um, that scripture really, uh, God's been dealing with me. And I have some lives, and sometimes I uh, react, and sometimes I respond the correct way. And I, I think, uh, you know, God's merciful. And uh, I was thinking also, uh, Peter, Pastor Peter, one time, uh, came up here uh, for prayer about. Uh, the Goliath, or Goliath in my life, and uh, and I was expecting, you know, we'll pray against this, and you know what, but he was like, God wants that in your life to come out. Uh, it wasn't what I was wanting to say, but it's really true. It's, uh, he wants that stuff to come to the surface so you can deal with it, because uh, I think we're all, I mean, it's easy for all of us to look at other people in life and, and see, oh, that's, you know, they got this problem, whatever, but with our own problems, it's, we're really blinded to them. See them, you know. So uh, anyway, I guess that's my word of encouragement: that, that rather than uh, react, respond. You know, God will show you how to do that. And, uh, Amen. So Amen. that's my word of encouragement. Amen. So, Amen. Uh, right now, we just pray. Uh, we pray Thank for you, Father, for Bill, Lord. We just pray, God, that you would uh, that you would give him the wisdom and the knowledge how to handle these problems at home, and uh, and just the encouragement. Let him know that. Feel that his brothers and sisters are praying for him and care for his well-being, Lord. So we just bless him now in Jesus' name. And I just pray, God, for this offering that you would bless it, Lord, that it would meet every need inside the church and outside the church that you've chosen to meet. And I just thank you for my brothers and sisters for their healing heart. And I just ask you to bless this offering in Jesus' name. And everybody says, Amen. 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 Awesome. Thank you. That's awesome, right? You know, it's amazing 
Um, I said to Jess and, and uh, the worship team earlier, it's constantly amazing to me how often the worship songs match up with what the sermon's going to be on. I mean, it's uncanny. And if we didn't know better, you know, we wouldn't know what it was, but we know who it is. It's Holy Spirit, right? And so what Ryan was talking about is that um, they, there could be things in our life that seem overwhelming and seem like they could destroy us, right? But, you know, so Brian's sharing that, and today the sermon's on if God is for us, who can be against us. So, like, that doesn't become real until there's a trial in our life that starts to put that to practice. Amen? So there's a real, um, there's a real war over what we believe and what we're walking through, right? And I talk about this all the time, uh, and I, I get really excited about it, and, and it's easy for me to go off track and just kind of get into it. But, you know, there's a belief in the American church, I like to say the American church, who God is. But then there's the reality of who he is. Amen? And we can, we can think we know and, and, and be a little wrong. It's okay. It doesn't mean we're not saved. It doesn't mean we're not seeking him. Amen? But, but these things that can get into our thinking can, can kind of mess us up as we go down the road and walking out with him, right? I can believe that if God is all-powerful, right, and can do anything, then how come everything in my life isn't just going perfectly? I mean, I'm being honest when I tell you that that's what I believe when I first accepted him when I was much younger. But then we go through life and there's trials and there's things that come. There's, there's mountains that, to get over. There's, there's jobs and try, you know, strife and things that happen that don't line up and all my ducks aren't in a row. Like, and everything isn't perfect. And I'm telling you right now, all my ducks are not in a row. But I'm doing okay. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, how is it possible? How can I, how can, can, you know, lose your job and things are going on and there's stress and, and you know, real issues. I mean, you know, we have to eat. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I got to make the mortgage and we got to do all these different things that I can allow to become bigger than who he is. But he says, if he's for us, who could be against us? Amen? So I think that the, the key that, I, that I, I love to talk about because it's so real in my life, like I can only share with you what's going on in my life. I can't teach out of something I don't know. I mean, that, I, mean I could try, but I wouldn't come across very well, right? So it's fun because I'm in my reading, and all of a sudden some of these verses start jumping out at me, and I'm like, well, this is a good word. This is a great word, Lord. I, this is really good. Yeah, go to Proverbs now. Okay, and I go to Proverbs and I read something. Wow, that kind of matches up. That's really kind of cool. And then I, I, and I'm like, this kind of reminds me of James. And I go to James. And so those are some of the scriptures we're going to talk about today. And but and I'm pondering this like, wow, this is really amazing. This is kind of a neat little. It's kind of interesting. And then that day, Dave says, Hey, you know, I'm going camping in a couple of weeks. Would you like to talk for you know? Could you could you speak? I'm like, yeah. And the Lord's like, well, Why do you think I just gave you those scriptures? So there's things that kind of come to the fore. We don't even understand what's going on, but really it's God desiring to draw us closer. To, right. See, because if I can correctly see him, right, the things that come to try to tell me who he is, apart from what he says, I, I mean, I'm seeing who he is through the word, through the testimony. Amen. So someone comes along to say God's not faithful or God is you know, uh, because this happened, you know, there is no God. I'm like, look, you don't understand what I 
And so my life, I could all my thoughts might not be in a row, but my life is full of peace and joy and patience. You know, as we were worshiping that song, as the worship team was singing about, I am a child of God and there's a place for me in his house. Come on. Like, what does me losing my job measure up to I'm a child of God and I'm going to have a place in his house and he'll provide me? Like, I, see, I don't get to really believe that until I'm in a situation where I have to believe it. When we sing, Lord, I surrender, I don't surrender when I've just crossed the finish line in first place. Or when everything's going my way, I don't surrender. Are you kidding? I'm, I'm knocking it out of the park. Everything's going great. I surrender when everything's going wrong and I'm being defeated. And Lord, if you don't come and help me, I'm going to be destroyed. Amen? So you could go through a situation where you lose your job and, you know, the dog gets sick and the car breaks down and then this and then that and the kids are, you know, and the garbage can's filled over. And, like, you could just start counting up all these different things and start to believe that what's going on in my life? Like, is there sin in my life? What's going on? Because all these things aren't lining up. But actually, it's a place to step in to surrender. Lord, I see all these things that are going on, but those things are not greater than who you are in me and what you're doing in me. Yes. Right now? That I'm going to believe you. I'm, I'm stepping into you, Lord. You love me. And go on with your life. And actually, actually grow more intimate with him in the midst of a trial that, you know, we know, we all know people and we've all been through it where it could destroy us. And you, you know, have a crack up you know, three weeks later, your friend calls you, hey, brother, what's going on? Man? Oh, man, well, you know, it's a, I mean, I'm barely get by. Amen? That, that starts to build up. Um, some, some of you people don't know this, and I, I, as we were worshiping, I thought, like, I mean, because like I said, I didn't really know how I was going to talk or what I was going to talk about. That truly, last night, I mean, there's so much I can share with you, like how many things have gone wrong. Like, I go to do the sermon last night, and the computer won't start up. And you're like, what? Oh, what's up? All right, try this. And then, and then the program, you know, the Word program, it's not opening. I can't save the file. I'm like, oh, this is weird. You know, and it happens like three or four times, and then you're like, I know what's going on. You know? <laughs> I've got an enemy. And he, he wants me to think. He wants me to come into agreement. Like, oh, well, I guess I'm, you know. And I mean, I'm, I'm all about, like, hey, I'm not here to entertain. We're here to go in together in intimacy to press in for what God has for this little church, which I just love. And, and it's such an honor to stand up here before you and, and to have um, Pastor Dave say, hey, I just, you know, I mean, it's such an honor. I just want to tell you, it's such an honor to be able to speak before you in this little church in Bristol, you know, with the carpet. We're talking about replacing the carpet. Not, not everything's perfect. I love that. I love that because this little church, it's not about how fancy it is or how, how much money we have or how, I mean, I actually, I actually thrill to the fact that we don't have a lot of money because you're not coming here for the smoke show and the big audio visual. I mean, I've been to some churches where the smoke is coming off the stage. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. I mean, it's really impressive, but it's like, I feel so much further away. I just, I'm like, this is weird, but I, all right, <laughs> you know, it's, I guess, but this is such a real church, and that's why I'm, I'm talking about it. So my program's not starting, and things are 
going on, and there's all these reasons why I can come in to believe that God, you know, something's going on. But see, I've been through some stuff. <laughs> I was like, yeah, well, even if this does happen, Lord, I'm not coming to entertain anybody, so there's no pressure on me. Like, you know, I was saying earlier, like, I'm not a professional at this. Dave gets up in front of kids every day, and kids probably are the worst audience you could have, you know what I mean? So he, you, you, you can't, you can't, like, cause Dave to become, uh, you know, uh, off his game, right? Because he's, he's got a lot of experience in that. I don't have as much experience, but it's okay. Because I'm not here to do anything but to speak obedient to what he said. It's such a blessing. That's why it's such an honor and blessing. So thank you, um, amen, for, for being here. <laughs> but, amen, thank you. Thank you. But uh, as we were worshiping, um, uh, um, the Lord was reminding me as I was kind of pondering. He said, "I want you to talk about the lawsuit a little bit." And um, I had gotten an idea to start a company. It's kind of a long story. It kind of goes. I mean, it's a big story. But I wound up getting sued by um, actually my. <laughs> it's I know it's bizarre, but I got sued by my father's company. He's, their company sued me because I had worked for them. They, they believed that I had taken some stuff, which was totally false. Um, but it was. To say it was a trying time, I mean, I almost, I've never talked to anybody who's had such a, I mean, it was a trying time. I mean, your father's own company is suing you, and they, they didn't win. I won, but I lost because it, like, it bankrupted us. I mean, it was, it was a huge blow. And there was a, ah, man, there was a night where I, I, I mean, I was going through this thing, and uh, it was like, one in the morning, and, and uh, I couldn't sleep. I, I, I mean, I just felt this pressure. And I walked out um, outside in our little neighborhood and walked to this little common area where the kids play. And I just stood in the middle of the field and said, Lord, I just surrender to you. Like, I can't do this. I can't, I can't power through this under my own strength. I'm not strong enough. I'm not... You know, and we all, I believe, we all come to that point, right? There's something in our lives that I'm not strong enough and big enough to overcome. And that's where we surrender. Lord, I surrender to you. Because I, I yield to you're the king. I'm not the master of the things that are going on. I don't have the strength. So, Lord, I bend the knee to you, and I declare that you're my God. And if you don't come and save me and deliver me, I'm destroyed. I'm not going to make it. I mean, I, I don't know what that looks like not making it, but maybe it's not good. Amen? So, <laughs> so I yielded the need. And, and uh, I, I'm not saying I felt peace right away or I, I had some kind of revelation there. But, but the Lord was reminding me that was 20 years ago. And the course of my life, the way things have kind of worked out, I mean, I wound up um, putting the company away, putting everything in storage. And, and the lawsuit kind of wound its way as I, I went and got another job. And, and it was painful. I mean, it was long and very expensive. And, and in the end, you know, yeah, you won, but, you know, it cost a lot. It was, it was painful. That was, um, well, that was like 18 years ago or 17, 16 years ago. Um, yeah, here I am 16 years later, and the Lord's like, okay, I want you to start that little company. After I got fired or laid off from my job, right? Start this company. It seems insane. It seems crazy. 
It seems totally, but it's like the fruit of the surrender. I'm just trying to paint a picture for you that sometimes in our minds, that seems crazy. Why would the Lord promise you he's going to take you somewhere and then it takes 20 years to get there? What's wrong with that? Why is it? Why does it have to happen right now? You know what I mean? So, I mean, there have been a bunch of other things in my life where the Lord has met my needs and and amen. But I mean, in this situation, it's this unfolding thing that's happening even right now where the Lord is really delivering me, right? You, you know, through the promise of 18 years ago and the, the pain and the surrender to that, right? So I, I, I easily could have given up on the dream is what I'm saying. And so, um, but here I am and the Lord is, is directing, it's kind of open doors and, and there's probably more sermons coming out of that, right? Amen? Of that situation because there's, been a lot of things that the Lord has done. It's just been amazing. But that's for another sermon, right? Amen? Well, it hasn't happened yet. So when, I, so when, uh, when you hear about it later, when I tell you, like, oh, I, because I know who he is. <laughs> Come on, I've been through some stuff. I mean, he's delivered me I mean, a million times. And yet here I am, right? And I'm doing okay. So, um, Sharon, let's go to the first slide, uh, the Romans 8, 31. And in fact... The danger here is that there's so much we could get into. I want to try to focus on what God would have me say. What then shall we say? So Paul is talking about like that God works, that in all things God works for the good of those who love him. That's Romans 8, 28. It's a great verse to dive into. And he talks about for those God foreknew, he also predestined. Now I'm reading a little above, right? I'm in 29. He also predestined. So who did God foreknow? I would say all. Yeah. I mean, there's no one God didn't foreknow. Did someone just sneak up and be born that God wasn't aware of? I mean, I think there's other scripture that says he forms you and he knows your very nature before you're even formed. He knows you. So he foreknows all. Right? So then all those he foreknew, he predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son. Wow. So sorry that's not up there. I, I knew this might happen. Um, so all of us are predestined to be conformed into the likeness of his son. So that means that God, if I'm going to be conformed in the likeness of his son, and I've already established I'm not strong enough and smart enough and able to, to do it on my own, that if that's God's desire, well, then God's going to have to step in. He's going to have to make a way. And amen. He does. So what then shall we say in response to this, that that's God's desire? If God is for us, who can be against us? If the almighty, eternally existent, all-knowing, omniscient, omnipotent God is for me, who? I mean, it's almost like a, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. If that God is for me, the God who created all of creation and put me in it, created me, foreknew me, destined me to be conformed to the likeness of his son, if he's for me, what, it's almost ridiculous to talk about that anybody could be against you. <laughs> Come on. But we could so easily get into places, it seems, where we're like, yeah, well, I don't know. Does God really, does he really want me to even be blessed? Am I really even, I mean, can, can I even believe God that he desires this? And so um, last weekend, or when we were camping, a woman came to me and said, hey, I've got an issue. Can I talk to you? Sure. Let's talk. 
and she said that she was like, I, I feel like I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing enough for God. And I was like, well, how much is enough? What would be enough? Right? So we can wrestle with this feeling of like, I'm not good enough, or I'm not doing enough, or I need to do more, or somehow I missed it. But if God be for us, in all these things, does any measure of performance have anything to do with what he's already said? He's not talking about your performance or how good you are or how whatever you've done. In fact, even no matter what you've done, That's right. right? Jesus paid the price. For, right. Amen. So, he did. amen. So, so what I'm getting at here, <laughs> now I kind of ramble a lot. I love to talk. So, <laughs> he who did not spare his own son, so he's, he's certainly not beyond sacrifice, sacrificing himself for us. I mean, that ought to, I mean, that's a whole other sermon right there. Like, for God so loved the world, he gave his only son. He loved you before you were even saved. Before, back when you were in complete sin. Amen. He loves you. And is willing to sacrifice for you. So, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Well, what is, what are the all things? I mean, that's a great question. Because I think all things are what's needed for us to be transformed and conformed into the likeness of his son. All things. Graciously give us all things. Well, how do I get all things? Uh, I mean, if you're for me and you said that you will graciously, meaning... I, without, um, if someone's going to give you something graciously, I'm just being overly abundantly gracious. I, I'm not requiring anything. I'm graciously giving you no strings. Jesus says, I don't give to you as the world gives, which means I'll give to you if you give to me. Jesus says, I give you as the Father gives, graciously. I give with no, you don't have to do anything. There's no requirement. There's no, there's no measure of, you need to clear the hurdle, right? Because then, if there was a measure, then the list would just keep getting longer. I would never accomplish. I would, and then I would always, right? I would be constantly in this battle to try to be good enough. Amen? So he will graciously give us all things. It's a great question to ask, what is all things for me? So, and then he goes on, Christ Jesus who died more than that was raised to life and at the right hand of God also interceding for us. I mean, and so, like I said, there's a lot we could <laughs> go into here. But I want to touch real quick on the um, Proverbs, which is what I said that the Lord took me to. Um, and I, I didn't make a slide for it because I just jumped around. If you want to, in your reading time, go, go in and read through. I mean, the Proverbs are so rich. With, but it's in Proverbs 1, 120. I, and like I said, I opened to this and the Lord's just kind of leading me through it. He says, wisdom calls aloud in the street. She raises her voice in the public squares. So wisdom, and, and just jumping here a little bit, you know, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of wisdom and truth. So wisdom is the Holy Spirit. Calls aloud in the streets and raises her voice. Meaning, she's not staying hidden. Saying like, well, I don't know. across the ocean. I come to the main square and I call out in the streets. 
I'm coming to declare, here's wisdom, listen to me. And so the Proverbs go on about, like, there's people who, uh, you know, the fool who doesn't want to listen to wisdom and goes and does his own thing, right? But here, wisdom is calling aloud in the streets. It's God's making his wisdom available to us if we would just listen. So, so coupling that with, like, what I said to all, you know, graciously give us all things. Wisdom wants to tell you what those all things are. In fact, um, uh, Proverbs 8, does not wisdom call out? Does not understanding raise her voice on the heights along the way where the paths meet? She takes her stand. Besides the gates leading into the city, at the entrances, she cries aloud, to you, O men, I call out. I raise my voice to all mankind. You who are simple, gain prudence. You who are foolish, gain understanding. Listen, for I have worthy things to say. And then it says, I love those who love me, and those who seek me find me. <laughs> With me are riches and honor, enduring wealth and prosperity. So do you have enduring wealth and prosperity in your, in your household? I mean, are, you know, because when I read that, I was like, no. And the Lord's like, well, then listen to me. Listen to wisdom. <laughs> listen to wisdom and gain understanding, wealth, prosperity, and, and, and blessing. Adhere to wisdom. Love wisdom. I love those who love me. I love those who seek me. Okay, so graciously give us all things for me to be transformed into his image. And wisdom is saying, I want to tell you. you know, I mean, what really struck me as so amazing and so exciting is that God could so easily pull back. I mean, if he doesn't speak out to us, how can we know? I can't ascend high to heaven. He could hide on the furthest end of the universe and I would never know. I would never know anything, but he doesn't do that. He calls out. He says, I want you to know. I want you to know my wisdom. Take of me. Listen to me. Grow with me, right? Well, how do I, how do, I do that? I mean, okay, I'm willing to graciously give us all things. I want those things for me that will transform me into his image. And wisdom says, listen to me. And I say, okay, I will. I want to. <laughs> okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump around a little, Sharon. Let's just go to the James 1 NIV. It just seems right. Because I'm talking about it. <laughs> it's so funny how God works. Because <laughs> you, you have this whole plan, and then it just goes right out the window, you know? Because I so want to just be led by the Holy Spirit. I so want my words to resonate with what God's doing so that someone here... It resonates in your heart, and, and so not that you need to remember these scriptures, but something resonates where something starts to happen, where I start to yield my heart to him, and he comes and changes you. Amen? I can't change myself. I, I mean, it's, right? So I want him to come. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters. So this is James 1. Consider it pure joy whenever you face trials of many kinds. <laughs> We've all probably heard that, right? We've all seen that. And it's easy to be like, oh, yeah, okay, oh, that's awesome. Consider it pure joy. Because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So a couple, a couple uh, different translations, I couldn't get all of them on the, you know, obviously on the screen. Let perseverance finish its work. There's a couple of translations that say perseverance has to happen. 
So trials have to come so that you will be transformed. Whoa. <laughs> Boy, that's opposite to what the world is like. No, if I believe in the Lord, I come to the Lord. Everything in my life is going to go my way. Right here it's saying, get excited when nothing comes your way. Get excited when both you and your wife lose your job at the same time and all these bills come in and the car breaks down and the kids are sick and the thing. And that's the place where it's like, what are you going to do? Like, well, I don't know what to do. Yeah, surrender to me. Okay, Lord, I surrender. <laughs> and I'm transformed in the renewing of my mind by who he is and his heart turned towards me. And I say, Lord, we're not getting out of this unless you show up. I'm not, I'm not going to be transformed. I'm not going to survive unless you show up. And I start to learn how to trust in him. Amen? And I start to put my trust on him. I lay my life down. I let go of what I think it should look like and my agenda. And I submit to him in humility. Amen? Does that sound like, like Jesus? When Jesus is like, if any man would come after me, let him first lay down his life. Let him first let go of what you think it should look like and let go of all the things that I think should happen. Like, well, I'm gonna be, first of all, you know, when you're a kid, it's so easy to be like, wow, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be an astronaut and I'm gonna be uh, famous and I'm gonna be, of course, you know, super wealthy and I'm gonna drive this car, I'm gonna drive. <laughs> we can let those things start to, and even, even as kids, we don't, we, you know, we, <laughs> It's not like we're thinking about it, but it's like those things have a power on us to start to affect our lives where we start to, you know, the things that happen in our lives are counter to what we thought it was going to be. Like, even as simple as, like, you know, I just keep saying, like, what I was going to say today and what it was going to look like. It looks like nothing like I thought it was going to look like. Amen? That's okay. Amen? Amen? <laughs> so, so uh, let's... Uh, <laughs> Sharon, can we see the Passion Translation one? So I did get another uh, translation of, I thought verse four from the Passion Translation was really good. And then as your endurance grows even stronger, it will release perfection into every part of your being until there is nothing missing and nothing lacking. <laughs> Wait, through trial? Through things not going right? Through the dog, you know, and all that stuff. And stuff that's like a, a drag. The car breaks down. And I mean, like, I hate to keep harping on that, but there's, you know, I mean, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. It doesn't go the way. I go to get coffee this morning to get here. Dave's like, make sure you get there before 9 o'clock. Okay. It's 8.56, and I'm at the Dunkin' Donuts, and I'm waiting to get my coffee. And there's a guy ahead who's like, I'm three. No, I'll have two of these. Even the girl by the counter was like, please just pick something. Yeah. And I'm standing there like, wow. I'm like, I guess I'm going to be late. You know? <laughs> Amen? But see, and those are simple things. It's so simple. And if I blew it there, that's okay. But see, I'm called to be conformed into his image. And if Jesus was waiting in line, you think Jesus would be miffed at the guy who came or would he just be like, ha, I love you. Amen? And see, what's so fun, what's so fun about being real is that I can't think of the sermon three weeks ago that Dave gave that like, oh, wait a minute, gotta be patient. Um, and, you know, I can't contrive, I can't fight my lip to do it better. Or when, the, when I do have a car accident and everything goes wrong and, you know, people are upset, 
to be loving in the midst of trial and the fray, or even when things are really going bad, right? To not lose my faith and say, right? Because I have to believe, right? I'm saved by grace and faith, right? I'm believing. I'm knowing who he is and I'm declaring. I'm standing on the word in spite of everything that's going around me. And that's how I'm transformed. Amen. Amen. It's really good. <laughs> it's really good. So when people come and say, I mean, Graham Cook says this all the time. He's like, if you've never listened to Graham Cook, just look him up on YouTube. He's, any video you watch of him is awesome because he's great. Um, <laughs> he's awesome. But he's like, oh, you don't have a problem? He's like, oh, well, why don't you come share mine until you do have a problem and then we'll work on yours. Amen? But so... If I know that to be true, and I, again, I know I'm jumping around here, but as things occur to me, I just want to be emphatic, is like, we think that having a problem means that somehow I've missed it, or things aren't going right, or I've missed my, I'm not doing something right. No, I'm doing everything right, because I'm a son. I'm a child. And even if I don't understand everything, he's faithful, right, to bring me into the image of Christ through all situations. So, it's no accident that you're here today. Amen? Because we're all stepping into that. We're all desiring to know Him better. We're all desiring, Lord, I want what you have. I want to surrender. I want to be a child in your house. I want to have a place in, right? And be at peace. I want peace, like Jess was saying. And if you weren't feeling that peace, that's okay. Say, Lord, I want that peace. I want that. I'm going to call out to you. So, <laughs> he's so good. Because, well, how do I know that he's going to give me um, what I asked for? Let's go to the Psalm 145, Sharon. Because it, it does jump around. And this is an awesome psalm. And I've stood on this psalm before. Um, the Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. Boy, that's who I want when I've messed up. That's, that's the heart that I want to approach when things aren't going right and I feel like maybe I've made some mistakes or I've made some bad decisions or I've put myself in a place where I really don't want to be. Wow. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. <laughs> so, he made me. I, I, he made me. He foreknew me. He foreknew me. So, he is good to all that he has made. All your works praise you. They tell of your glory in the kingdom so that people may know of your mighty acts and glorious splendor, right? We're to de declare his goodness. We're to reveal who he is to a dying world. So as I'm standing in the, I mean, I mean, it, it didn't happen this way, but if the guy knew that I was coming to preach the gospel in 20 minutes or an hour later, and I'm getting mad at the guy that's ahead of me in line, well, that's not really preaching the gospel, amen? Right? Amen? That kind of stuff happens. The day of the church thing is like, <laughs> so the Lord is trustworthy in all he promises and faithful in all he does. It says it right there. It says it. He is trustworthy in all he promises and faithful in all he does. I mean, you know, we know that, but when you read that, when you're in that trial, and you stand on that Lord, and, and this is what I, I'm just modeling for you. So when, um, so when I'm standing there in the midst of the lawsuit, and things look like I'm going to be destroyed, and it, 
you know, it really did look like we were going to be destroyed. There's no question. Lord, you are faithful. You said, you said, I didn't say, you said, you're faithful and trustworthy in all you promise and all you do. That's what you say. Lord, I'm going to believe that and go on with you. And not leave my wife and run off to New Mexico to hide out in the mountains, right? Or <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Find some way to do it. No, Lord, you say. And there's another place where God says, um, uh, David says, I have never seen the children of the righteous begging for bread in the street. <laughs> that makes me cry every time I think about it. Because I pray that prayer too. I'm like, Lord, you said my kids will never beg in the street for bread. They'll never go because I can't do anything and we're completely destroyed and we've lost everything and now we have to be homeless and we're living in the woods. You, you said my kids will not beg in the street to get bread for me. Because <laughs> it kind of looked that way. You know, and so when I, when we go to minister to the homeless, we're saying, hey, brother, <laughs> even, it, even in the homeless camp, you know, Tim and I were visiting some people and, and I was like, look, get excited. We're coming with food to give you. You're being provided for. You're being provided for. You're not starving to death. You're being, even in the midst of a trial that they're going through and it's, it's a hard place. And, you know, I have compassion on it because I've been in places like that so I can be compassionate to them. Amen? That's the heart of God towards them. Amen? I mean, you just want to help them be lifted up. You just want to, because I've been there. I know what that looks like. I mean, I wasn't homeless, but I mean, it didn't look like I was complete. So, amen. Let's go to the next uh, slide. Sure. The Lord upholds all who fall. So even if I did make a mistake, even if I did bump into the flesh and something did come, the Lord upholds all who fall. I've fallen, I've made some choices, and I've put myself in a bad place, but Lord, you say, like, I could reject that and really fall and wind up, who knows, right? Or I could say, man, I've fallen, Lord, come alongside. You know, and that's where First John, where confess your sins one to another. Even if I did bump into something in the flesh that I know isn't right, isn't lining up, Lord, I'm confessing it, it's sin. I'm calling it sin. I'm stepping away from it. I'm declaring, Lord, you're good, and I receive your righteousness. And he's faithful and just to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. And if I'm cleansed of all unrighteousness, then what am I? Righteous. Right? All unrighteousness is removed. I'm righteous before. Yeah. Amen? So, um, I really, I know I keep going on about it because <laughs> it's just fun. But I wrote on the side here, there's another translation next to uh, 15. The eyes of all look to you, right? And you give them their food at the proper time. There's another translation that says he is faithful to all he created right here. So, so you give, you're, you're providing the needs at the proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing, right? So the Lord is righteous in all his ways and faithful in all he does. So he's saying he's faithful. He's saying that he'll provide. He's saying he'll meet your needs. He's saying he's near to all who call on him. In the midst of trial that's conforming you into the image of the Son. Amen? <laughs> that's, I don't know. <laughs> that's really good. That really beats, like, hey, things are going bad. Oh, you know. And so the truth is that if you can accept this, if 
you can receive it. Because I no longer have permission to have a bad day. I mean, you can say you're having a bad day, and I understand that. But if I fully understand this, and there's a difference between saying, okay, yeah, I know that. All right, you've explained it, or hopefully I've explained it enough to say, oh, I kind of understand that. I mean, that's my desire. But to know this, right? If I know that I should consider it pure joy for trials of every kind, how can I have a bad day? I'm just another opportunity to worship you. Oh, Lord, this isn't working right. But you said, and so I'm, I'm not exaggerating when I tell you literally just about every day for the last couple weeks, I've gotten on my knee. Lord, you're God. You're the one who called me. You're the one who's making a way. You're the one who said. You're the one who provides for all I, I need. You're the one who's faithful to transform me. I'm not working on my own. Lord, you said. Lord, I'm yours. Whatever that looks like, however you want to use me, however you want to transform me, Lord, I'm yours. I surrender. I lay down all those things. Amen? And I'm telling you, I mean, you have to believe me. <laughs> There's a peace then that comes. When I know, well, like, a lot of times, uh, the past couple of times when I've spoken, I've had, uh, it's been a little hard to sleep the night before, you a little stressed, you know, a little tense, you know, because you're not sure how it's going to go, you don't know what to, I slept like a baby last night. It was so good. <laughs> and that was after my computer was not going right and everything. Now I'm not, it wasn't like, oh man, God, I have to talk about this because I'm talking about it. I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm just being real that this is what's going on in my life, right? And I'm walking this out. And we're, we're all walking this out together, right? And, and sure, I, I probably could be better at it. Okay, but I guarantee you I'm going to get the opportunity. Right? And then there's plenty of opportunities for just like today at the Dunkin' Donuts. The guys, you know, can't. I'm like, oh man, I'm going to be late. <laughs> okay, Lord. <laughs> Amen. So um, we can put up the other slide, which is ready for the worship team to come up. And so um, I'm trusting through the Lord, right, submitting to Him, that this message resonates and um, touches something, and that this coming week, that the Lord will start to reveal things like, oh, that's what Alan was talking about. That's what it looks like. And then we can start to step into that. Amen? And be transformed. Sorry, my nose keeps running. I don't know. Um, but I want to encourage, especially in this little, you know, because we have like a little, uh, I, I keep saying little, but it's, you can start playing if you want. <laughs> Makes it better. Um, as a family, right, that when I yield to what God's doing. If there's something in your heart right now where you feel like the Lord's like really putting his finger and you just can't shake it, you're like, no, I, I don't want to think about it. I don't want to talk about it. But the Lord just keeps pushing down on you. I just want to submit to you that that's the Holy Spirit calling you, right, to yield that thing to him. Amen? And um, what we'd like to do, have prayer in the front um, there's something about coming forward and submitting. There's something about taking a step. I mean, God can meet you in your chair. Amen. And there's there, there's something real there. But there's a there's like a special blessing when I take a step forward and say, Lord, I just, I'm going to step into what you're calling me to. 
it's working. Yeah. There's a special blessing of stepping into what God's doing in your life and just saying, Lord, I, I, I'd like to pray. So that's why we do, we, we ask for people to come forward for prayer in the front. And, and um, I just want to encourage you, um, if God is putting something on your heart, to just come forward for prayer. We're here, and, and certainly prayer about anything, it's, it's confidential, and it's, it's a but it's there's a there's a realness it's like put put to action. So I encourage you this week um, to to actually think about these things. Hopefully, you know I didn't ramble too much and there wasn't too much like all these different things. But that Romans eight thirty one, if God be for us, who could be against us? Like that His desire is to transform us into His image. Thank you, Julie. Amen. And say, Lord, I want. I want that. I want what you have for me. I want to be transformed. I want to lay hold of what you're doing in my life. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for listening. Um, be blessed. <laughs> so, Josh, uh, if you want to come up for prayer, and um, um, anybody else who'd like to pray, we're very open with letting people pray. So if you feel led to pray, come up and pray. If you want prayer, then get prayer. Um, but let's just worship um, at least a, I guess another song. We'll just worship and then as you feel led, you can go downstairs. We have, do we have anything downstairs? I don't know that we have any, any food ready. Is it? Is it yeah. Amen? Yes. Okay. Well, um, have a blessed week and amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So, Lord, we just thank you for today. Let's just pray. <laughs> I love to pray. Lord, we just thank you for today. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, Lord, for being so faithful. Thank you, Lord, that your desire is to reveal your heart towards us, that your heart is turned towards us, that we're not alone, we're not orphans. You didn't leave us alone, Lord, and you made a way for us. You made a way, Jesus, by coming, and your desire is that we would lay hold of that, and we would be transformed into your image. That we would lay hold of your desire for us. Which is the greatest desire any father could have for his children. To be like him. Lord, we just thank you for that opportunity. Thank you that your desire is to show us in all situations.